big stories of the day. Hashtag SAFM Sunrise. Well, to other news now, on the AGOA summit ending on Saturday, several countries, including our own government, asking the U.S. to rather refine the program rather than have a wholesale review. I think people are worried about how long a review would take, and particularly wanting the U.S. Congress to ratify an extension to AGOA now so companies and investors can plan and keep certain contracts running. Meanwhile, in the U.S., still some political leaders who are suggesting we as South Africa should not qualify for AGOA because we're non-aligned in the Russia-Ukraine conflict and have been accused of helping Russia. The Minister for Trade, Industry and Competition is Ibrahim Patel. Uh, Minister Patel, good morning to you and sorry to keep you on hold for so long, but I thought the the story from uh, Chief Matsila was very important to hear. Minister Patel, good morning. Are you with us? Good morning. Uh, Good morning, Stephen, uh, to you and to the listeners. How important is it to get a go ratified quickly to keep the contracts our companies currently have? How, How important is the time factor here? Vital. Absolutely vital. If we get the uh, the renewal only on the eve of expiry, that would be September 2025, we would lose momentum. We would lose the opportunity for additional investment, and some of the procurement will be at risk. Of course, uh, as you noted in the intro, uh, Stephen, it's a it's a matter of carefully balancing the twin imperatives. On the one hand, we want a better goer. On the other hand, we want to be able to lock in the benefits that we have. So we've been giving uh, the matter some thought and raised with the, uh, the U.S. the possibility of a two-stage uh, renewal and improvement program so that we move rapidly to, uh, to uh, consolidate what we have and then uh, sit down and work through how we can improve it. Of course, in the end, it's going to be some kind of hybrid, some kind of blend of this. And there's still some opposition in the U.S. to us being included. I mean, there are politicians who really don't want us to qualify. Are you worried about the politics of the U.S. over this, that in the end we might still find ourselves excluded because of how some people there feel? Uh, the U.S. political system is such that you're never going to get absolute unanimity on anything. Um, I mean, even on domestic matters, questions of the American budget and so on, there's a range of views. What we've tried to do, uh, Stephen, is really build bipartisan support. And over the last few days, we've had very significant uh, support uh, expressed for AGOA. We've moved the conversation from two years ago when the question was, uh, should AGOA be continued or not? Uh, There were strong voices saying, after 25 years, AGOA's run its course and should should be ended. And that's changed now. We've got all the major players in the U.S. administration backing the renewal of AGOA from the president to the secretary of state to the uh, trade representative. But as significantly in the, uh, in the U.S. Congress, both in the Senate and the House of Representatives, the leading players there have come out backing the renewal of AGOA. Uh, and yes, geopolitics will always be a factor and we're going to have to navigate that uh, carefully. But there's no question about it that the appetite for the uh, extension of AGOA has grown enormously. And that's been the first part of what South Africa is seeking to do. Because uh, uh, once we've got that uh, locked in, then then it's a matter of now ensuring that we get the widest coverage. We've built very strong support within the business community, both in the United States and in South Africa, for uh, the extension of AGOA and for the inclusion 
not only of South Africa, but all of the countries that are currently the beneficiaries, and we're looking to expand that even further. So one of the things we've been able to do in the Sagoa Forum is to recognize that South Africa and the continent benefit, but at the same time, to put forward the case why the United States itself benefits from AGOA and uh, from South Africa's inclusion in AGOA. Um, I mean, does the U.S. see it like that? This is, in a way, I mean, depending on how you see it, but the American view would probably be this is sort of a gift by America, duty-free access to their markets, you know. Um, South Africa in particular benefits from it because our economy is more industrialized than almost the rest of Africa, uh, all of the rest of Africa, really. So is it really good for them to have us? I mean, I must say, Minister, obviously, most of the, m- many people in the States would quite like our wine and our spirits. <laughs> And it goes beyond that. I'd, I'd say there were three uh, uh, very critical economic benefits that the United States gets, besides the strategic uh, issues. And the, the one of it is uh, opportunities for investment. Uh, the U.S. has significant investment in South Africa, and some of that investment benefits not only from AGOA, but also from the economic growth that uh, AGOA itself uh, supports and fosters. The second thing is American consumers benefit, and you've pointed to uh, uh, the uh, the taste for for South African wine. It goes well beyond that. There's a number of other products, uh, from vehicles to fruit, all sorts of things that um, uh, enables American consumers to get uh, more variety, uh, more risk-adjusted supply chains, and very importantly, good prices. And then the third reason, uh, Stephen, is access to our raw materials. South Africa is a very significant supplier of critical minerals to the U.S. economy, which is part of what the U.S. needs for its own industrialization effort. And so we have a dual message here. On the one hand, we say we are a big supplier. On the other hand, we say we would like more of that, in fact, to be processed here in South Africa um, uh, with American um, capital and technology. I take the example of rhodium. South Africa supplies uh, 39% of all rhodium that is imported by the United States, or 46% of all platinum, or 97% of all chromium ore that is, uh, that is uh, imported by the United States. So we're also a significant supplier of raw materials, and we've been speaking about increasing beneficiation on the African continent. So those arguments are part of it. But what we've also been able to achieve um, in the AGOA Forum is place the matter of African industrialization at the absolute center of the conversation with the United States. And, and I think many American businesses and policymakers recognizes that this is now an imperative that they also have to respond to. One of the, one of the things that came up is... Um, uh, the demographic shift globally over the next uh, 20 or so years. By 2050, um, uh, between now and 2050, uh, uh, one out of every two children born would be born on the African continent. And Africa would be more than a quarter of the world's population by then. So everyone recognizes simply to have a continent being the supplier of raw materials and agricultural products is not good for the world, it's not good for future stability, and that if Africa is, as the Americans say, um, the future, then they want to be 
able to have a, um, a, a strategic relationship with the continent. And that means looking at how to enhance trade and investment uh, with us. And was certainly assisted in that. Minister, I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Ibrahim Patel is the Minister of Trade, Industry and Competition.